0: Enjoy this flyover clip.
1: You know how the New Testament talks about how Jesus crushed the serpent at his crucifixion. So Satan thought he won, right? When he killed the Messiah, he thought he he bit the heel of Messiah and he was wounded. But he ultimate Messiah rose from the dead and he crushed the head of the serpent. So that's his victory over Satan and over death was the resurrection. Now, remember, now this is also connected to all the watchers. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? There's also a culmination of the watchers in the Gospels. Um, Going way back to that passage, we were first talking about Psalm 82, where I talked about how God has given the rule over these Gentile nations as uh, to these beings, these gods. And what does he say? You rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Give justice. to You know, you're supposed to rule justly, but you have not. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. That's metaphorical language. Foundation of the earth shaken is the spiritual uh, destruction of what's going on. It's used constantly throughout the Bible. And then he says this, I said, you are God's sons of the most high, all of you. Nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. Remember that? You're going to be judged. You rulers of Gentile nations, you're going to be judged, and you're going to die like men. In other words, you're going to to be killed and destroyed like men, which only God could do, right? Like, we tend to think of angels or, you know, these divine beings. Well, they're eternal. No, they're not. God can destroy them. And they, they're not intrinsically immortal. God keeps them alive, but God can kill them and destroy them as their judgment. That's what he's promising. When does this happen? Well, my argument is this. The very last verse of Psalm 82 says, Arise, O God, judge the earth or the land. By the way, there's another, one of the many misnomers of Translations in Christians and Christians in modern English, the word earth is a bad English translation to use for the original Hebrew. Why? Well, because when we think of earth, what do we think of? We think of a globe, don't we? We think of this globe in space. That's not how they thought of it. The word actually meant land. And the thing is, the word land could mean either dirt you know, you pick up land, dirt. Or it often meant the land of Israel. Or it could mean the land, all the land that you see, because they didn't know about a globe. They only saw, they just thought of whatever all the land is. That's what now we you could argue, well, that includes the globe, even though they didn't mean the globe. But the point is that they don't think in terms of globe. It's the land. But nonetheless, arise, O God, judge the land, for you shall inherit the nations. Now remember when I said inheritance. The sons of God inherited the nations. Now he's saying, arise, O God, judge, you shall inherit the You shall take away the inheritance that has been given to. So the judgment is he's going to destroy them and kill them and disinherit them. Take away their inheritance of, and what was their inheritance? The Gentile nations. Now there's a key word here that says, arise, O God. And that word in Greek, in the Greek Septuagint is anesti. Anesti means is the same word used in the resurrection of Christ. And the Apostle Paul, in passages, will often refer to that. He will quote Old Testament passages that talk about, you know, God will rise a standard, raise a standard. And he says that's the resurrection. So I I believe this is basically saying that when Messiah comes, he will raise from the dead, and through his resurrection, he will inherit the nations. He will disinherit all those territorial powers. And this is what is the gospel. What does the gospel say? Before the Messiah came, all the nations were in bondage to these territorial powers, and only Israel had had God and they were in bondage they were under their authority. But when Messiah comes, what does it say? He will include the Gentiles by faith in that's the gospel right? Gentiles will become into the family of God, come into Israel, and by faith they will become one. So what does that mean? Well, when Jesus comes. His res, through his resurrection is his power, that's when he disinherits nations. He takes, it's kind of like this, imagine that these sons of God, territorial powers, all had deeds, like, you know, you have a deed for land, right, or a deed for your house. Well, Messiah, through his resurrection, takes those deeds away from them. You no longer have power over the Gentiles. They're no longer in darkness, and now I will bring them into my kingdom. Because think about it, all the world was darkness and under the dark powers, until Messiah comes, he destroys the dark powers through his resurrection. And he takes away the inheritance so that men and women from every tribe and every tongue and every nation shall flow into the kingdom of God. All those passages that talk about, you know, God is not a respecter of persons, men from every tribe and nation. Well, that's the gospel because before Messiah, you would have to become an Israelite to become into the kingdom of God. But now with Messiah, through faith everyone um from every tribe and nation does that make sense so what i'm saying is my brain's just thinking of all kinds of
0: examples and stories yeah that's exactly right
1: the gentile nations are no longer the gospel is this the gospel of jesus christ is that the nations are no longer under the authority of these sons of God. They are now free to come into the kingdom of God through faith in Jesus Christ. But before then they were in bondage. And isn't it true? And then the gospel exploded when, after Jesus rose from the dead and, and it filled the, it's filling the earth, right. And, and people are becoming Christians. And, and uh that wasn't the case before when it was just Israel, was it like Israel was just this one little nation and sure you would have an occasional convert, but like, it didn't spread to all the earth and everyone becomes, right? Well, that's what Jesus did as Messiah. And that's how that's the culmination of the storyline that we've been talking about this whole time and how it all is all connected. And that's the storyline that I try to embody in my retelling of biblical stories with this information that's there, but a lot, a lot of us don't necessarily see it there. And many, many people have told me brian you 've made the Bible come alive to me again. in fact, I was getting bored with it, you know you know, and, and and but this has made it come alive and and, and that 's been my goal in my heart because that 's what happened to me when I saw the storyline it didn 't tell me anything different from the Bible or new it wasn 't i mean it wasn 't like oh this what I learned was wrong it was no, it filled it out in a much more fuller way that 's transcendent and raises above just the sort of typical things that I tended to believe. And it's a more supernatural worldview of the gospel as well, in my opinion.
0: Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit.
1: Wow. the, The
0: jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit Dot com. fill out your information for your free consultation or you can call 720-605-3900 do it today you'll be glad you did looks like you've been sleeping well
1: Megan, he's back